0: I was a school SLP for 14 years where I specialized in language, literacy, and executive functioning, and also held various teaching, leadership, and research roles. Now, I am the host of the DeFacto Leaders Podcast on the B Podcast Network, where I help school therapists, teachers, and administrators be leaders on their school teams, no matter their job title. Do you feel like most organizing tools don't work very well for you? Or maybe you have some students and you want them to become more organized when it comes to managing their things and getting their assignments turned in, and you are having them use checklists and organizers, but they still have a difficult time. If that sounds familiar, you're going to find this episode very helpful. In order to be able to organize and plan, we need to have strong executive functioning skills. Executive functioning skills are the mental processes that happen in our prefrontal cortex that allow us to engage in goal-directed behavior and self-regulate. They're very important for planning, engaging in social interactions, as well as helping us to manage our emotions. When we ourselves have a difficult time being organized or when our students are having these difficulties, one of the things that people try would be things like lists and planners. What people don't realize is that checklists and organizing tools are things that people use when they are already engaging their executive functioning. They are not things that that teach executive functioning. And so this is why many people don't benefit from using these tools. There are a lot of internal mental processes, happening before we even get to the physical act of writing things down on a list. And if we bypass those processes or don't work on those things that go on inside our heads before we get to the list, then the list isn't going to be very beneficial. So what I'm going to do right now is go through all the different things that have to happen in your head in order for you to use a list effectively. First, we need to envision the end goal. What are we trying to accomplish by making a list? Are we trying to get groceries? Are we trying to do an assignment? Are we trying to manage all of our assignments? What's the point? We have to see it and feel it. Then we have to visualize the steps to take and the materials needed in order to get to that end goal. We have to estimate how long those things will take because that's going to impact what goes on that list. Then we have to think about potential obstacles or contingencies, some things that might come up along the way while we're doing whatever we're doing, because that might impact what we put on the list as well. We need to generate options. We have to think about problems that might come up along the way. Once we do that, we have to encode the steps into language. So all those things that we were just thinking about, we were visualizing them, but now we have to put them into words because what that allows us to do is actually write the steps down on the list. So you can see all of those things that happened, and we haven't even gotten to writing the things down on the list yet. So the next step is to actually write it down. Now in a classroom situation, a lot of times what people will do is they'll just have kids copy things down from the board. And the reason that kids aren't able to effectively use that strategy on their own is because we're doing all of those other internal mental processes for kids that I just mentioned. So if all they have to do is write it down, they're not really learning the skills that they need in order to engage in that strategy. Once we write it down, we need to know how to talk ourselves through and initiate the first step. We need to be able to evaluate our progress towards the end goal and pay attention to the time while we're doing whatever it is we're doing. If things come up along the way and we realize maybe we missed something on the list that needs to be added, well we've got to know how to shift and redirect. And of course a list is only effective if we can remember to look back at it while we're doing whatever it is we're doing. So those are some additional processes that need to go on inside our heads in order to use that list effectively. And then once we get through the whole thing, we have to be able to look back at what we did and evaluate to see what can I do better next time. So really the list or the planner that we're using is just one teeny tiny part of the process. And so that's why when we just focus on that one little part, we're missing a lot of the other things that need to happen in order for it to actually help us or help the person that we are showing it to. Now, of course... Telling you the complete solution for this issue is way more than what I can explain in a five minute podcast, but I can tell you the skills that we can work on to help us to be more organized and self regulate during our day. Whether we are an adult working on those skills or whether we want to help our students, so that we can help our students to build resilience and support the skills that they need in adulthood. So, those skills are time perception, self-talk, future pacing, episodic memory, and encoding. And I actually share strategies for helping related service providers and teachers to build these skills in the School of Clinical Leadership. So to learn more about that program, you can go to drkarendudakbrannon.com backslash clinical leadership. But what you can take away now from this episode is that lists and planners are not a strategy that teaches executive functioning. They are something that we use when we are already using those skills. So we just need to be aware of what's going on internally in order to enable us to do those external things effectively. Thanks for listening. And whatever role you have in education, we have a podcast for you at bepodcastnetwork.com. Who among your friends and colleagues needs to hear this message today? Please share it with them right now.